If you live in the city of Richardson, you can walk to a park from your house or apartment in about 10 minutes. There are almost 40 parks all over the city, and Lori Smaby says trying to choose a favorite is like trying to choose your favorite child. She's the director of the Richardson Parks and Recreation Department, and she has a lot to tell us about city parks, events, and the department's 60-year history. I'm Tiffany Norris, and you're listening to This is Richardson, a local podcast that tells the stories of the people and places in Richardson, Texas. Lori has stories about Santa's Village, the Cottonwood and Wildflower Festivals, and the city's first inclusive playground at Cottonwood Park. Here's my conversation with Lori Smaby. Tell me a little bit about the history of the Parks Department. Richardson Parks and Recreation Department actually became a department. It was formed by city ordinance in uh, 1959. So I believe it was in December of 1959. So we're actually coming up on our 60th anniversary uh, as a department. Uh, my understanding is the first land for the first parks uh, was purchased in 1956, but of course that was before we became a department, but land purchased for both Terrace and Heights Park. So technically you would call those really our two oldest parks uh, in Richardson and certainly two of our most beloved parks too. So, Oh, nice. And so how long have you been with the department? So I've been uh, with the department for about four and a half years uh, as director. Um, previously before that, I worked in, for the city of Allen and then the city of Grapevine. And then my city career started in Arlington many, many years ago. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, wonderful. Well, yeah, just kind of give us an overview then of um, of the Parks Department, what all you guys manage, and um, just sort of a, yeah, an introduction there. As a department, uh, we manage uh, 38 parks, which uh, two of our uh, most unique parks, I would say, is one is our Bush Central Parkway, has a really unique name, which is our dog park that's uh, was built under the uh, George Bush flyover to 75. That was the, I had been here with the department just a few months when we opened that and got to that. So I got to be a part of that dedication, which was really fun. And then uh, also our Spring Creek Nature Area, which is basically our urban forest uh, here in Richardson uh, at Renner Road between Plano and Ruth Creek, uh, which has a really fun project going on in it right now that I'll talk about in a few minutes. Uh, So, yeah, 38 parks. Uh, We have about 60 miles of improved and unimproved trails. So everything from 10-foot wide concrete, nice wide trails like our central trail that runs north-south through Richardson to unimproved trails that's just walkways, pathways, natural pathways that you might find some of those at like Breckenridge Park, uh, Prairie Creek Park, and some other, other parks like that. So about 60 miles of trail. We have two recreation centers, uh, one at Heights Park and one at Huffines Park, heavily used, much beloved by the neighborhoods and the people that they serve. Uh, we have a tennis center. Uh, now, all of, a lot of our parks have public tennis courts, but we actually have a tennis center that is uh, managed on-site staff every day. You can reserve a reserve a tennis court, pay a fee, so you're guaranteed to have a, have a tennis court uh, if you're a tennis player versus trying to find space out in the neighborhood parks. Um, We have a gymnastics center, which is really unique uh, for a city and for a parks department to have a standalone gymnastics center and some really cool things that have come out of that with some of the kids, again, that I'll I'll talk about later. 
Uh, we are a special events city. Uh, we have a division that is just dedicated to special events. They're called, they're called the Community Events Division, and they are the ones who put on all the big events in Richardson. So first and foremost, the Wildflower uh, Arts and Music Festival, uh, the Cottonwood Arts Festival that will be coming up soon, and we can talk about that. Um, they also put on Santa's Village. So if you've been a child, if you've grown up in Richardson as a child, there's no doubt you experienced the magic, and it truly is the magic of Santa's Village. We'd basically transform the Civic Center Plaza to be this really magical place with Santa and all kinds of just great activities that the community supports. Uh, not a lot of people know we run the Christmas parade for the city, so we're responsible for that. Of course, we have a lot of departments that are involved in all of these events, too. It's not just our department uh, making these events happen. And then we have uh, our Huffines Art Trails, which is another event that's coming up in, in October. Um, arts and crafts kind of things, entertainment, and then we brought in with that an event we started. This will be its fourth year. It was called Pottoberfest. So at one point, we were doing three events in the month of October, and we got really wise and decided let's combine a couple of these. And so we put Pottoberfest with Huffines Art Trails. And Pottoberfest is a very dog and uh, dog owner-centric event where you, know, you can come out and do activities with your dogs. There's entertainment. They can do crafts. We have vendors. And then if you're an adult, we have refreshing beverages available for you if, if you're inclined and then we produce the city's July 4th celebration at Breckenridge Park every year. Um, we also oversee the Civic Center at City Hall. So we're, our, our staff manages, takes the reservations, takes, does customer care for that, takes care of all of that. And along with that, uh, we also, another un- unique thing about our department is we oversee the Convention and Visitors Bureau for the city, which their task really is to go out, find uh, meeting groups, uh, whoever they can find that would be interested coming to visit Richardson, stay in our hotels, eat in our restaurants, and just experience what Richardson is all about. So that is that is their mission. And then we, of course, manage athletic fields for both youth uh, and adult athletics. We don't manage youth athletics so much because we have a lot of partner organizations in town that do that, and it's a great way for the youth to be served. But we do manage all of the adult leagues. So if you're playing in basketball, softball, adult soccer, whatever, we we manage that. We have four neighborhood pools and an aquatic center. They're all very popular. Uh, we have a corporate recreation program, so we try to meet the needs of our big corporate residents in town by uh, producing leagues for them, outings, uh, anything that we can find that they might be interested in doing to get their corporate population, their employee population to stay in Richard, stay in Richardson and recreate with us. And then we put on an event called Corporate Challenge, which we're in the middle of right now, and I'll, I'll share more information about that. Um, and then, last but certainly not least, we have a whole park planning division. So they're the ones who are coming up with the ideas for our new parks. We don't have a lot of opportunity for new parks in Richardson because we're a pretty built-out city. We have a, a parcel here and there. 
but they will help design or they will work with our consultants to help design those parks. They're responsible. Uh, they take the lead on our um, parks and open space master plan that we have to update every 10 years, uh, fully update every 10 years, and then do a semi-update every five years. So they take that on. And then they are responsible for landscape design, refreshing landscape ideas and things like that. So that's really the breadth of what we do. It's a lot. It and we have a, a great lot. team that, that oh. pulls all of that off. So I'm really proud of them. Wow. I don't think I realized y'all did all of that. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. I have to ask, too, the Pottoberfest. Mm-hmm. Did you mean the dogs do crafts? Do they, yes. They're the ones that do. Oh, that's yes. Um, think about if you, <laughs> you know, your human children go yes. into kindergarten and doing a finger painting exercise and oh. bringing it home and you put it on the refrigerator, uh-huh. right? You can do that with your dog That's out there. Fantastic. So it's it's a very dog-centric. <laughs> you know, people love their dogs, oh, and yes, they love to recreate with them. So they, yeah. staff came up with that idea about four years ago, and it has, <gasps> it has been just fun, fun, fun to watch. The dogs love it. The people love it. We, and we love it that they love it. So Yes. Yeah. Well, you mentioned a couple of events in particular that I wanted to touch on. The Cottonwood Festival, especially because it's coming up soon, and it's coming up on its 50th year, right, on that? Did I read that correctly? Right. We actually, we officially celebrated the 50th year in May. Okay. Uh, so we had a little special celebration on the Friday night where we bring the artist in for a dinner and really celebrate them uh, before they work two really long days and trying to sell their uh, sell their art uh, but yes yeah, so but it is a, t- a twice a year event so uh, we will still continue to be celebrating it come uh, uh, come October so it's always the first full weekend in October so whatever those dates fall on uh, that's when we have it we have about um, it is a juried show so you have to be selected so there's a a jury, nobody knows who's on it, uh, and they look at all the applications and decide who will be there. Uh, it's a this uh, Cottonwood is one of the top uh, fine arts festivals in the nation. Um, so we're very, very proud of that. Staff have worked really hard to make sure the event for the artist is 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 a meaningful event. So we take care of our artists very, very, very well, and in the and in turn, we know they're taking care of the guests that are there uh, and probably doing better in selling their art because just everybody's just happy. It's a, it's a, it's a good time. But we get about eight to 900 uh, applications for each show, and we pare that down to 240. So it's a big decision, and you're trying to make sure you have a wide variety of art. It's not all of the same type. So you'll find jewelry. You'll find the typical, you know, paintings, you'll find sculpture, you'll find, you know, glass, you'll find uh, wood carvings, all, all kinds of things. Uh, and then we also select, always select a, um, a, what we call a featured artist. Mm. And this year, it's a gentleman by the name of Brian Jensen, and he's an acrylic painter from Minnesota. Oh. So we have vendors, or we have artists, I should say, that come in from all over the United States. Wow. Some of them, you know, they hope they get in. Some of them do a pretty good job of getting in every year. We know they're highly successful, but it's a very competitive process to be selected, and it's really on, an honor for the artist when they get selected, and then to be the featured artist, which means they also are producing artwork that goes on the souvenir t-shirts oh. and things like that. So it's a uh, staff just have done a great job in developing this over the years. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, very nice. Well, what are a couple of the other events you would like to highlight or that you're most proud of? 
Sure. So if we just kind of go with the calendar, as I mentioned, Cottonwood Arts Festival is coming up, and then following that will be uh, the Huffines Art Trails and Pottoberfest. It's more of a fall festival, so different kind of crafts. Great place if you want to shop right before the holiday, pick up some cool little uh, cool little Christmas gifts. We have live music, craft beer, uh, food vendors, so it's, it's just a, a lot of fun. And then again, we roll right from there into, uh, although we've already been working on it, by that point, is to our Santa's Village. So Santa's Village kicks off the um, first Saturday of December. So we have the parade in the morning, and then we do the tree lighting and open up Santa's Village that evening. And then it runs uh, that weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday for the next two weekends after that. Uh, And we have during Santa's Village, we have Thursday nights that are dedicated to Richardson residents. You do have to pick up a ticket in advance, which you can get at recreation centers or at City Hall, but it's just a way that Santa's Village is so popular. It's just a way for Richardson residents specifically to have their time and their time only at Santa's Village. So uh, it's, you know, Santa's there every night. They do pictures. A lot of our community partners, so a lot of businesses and then civic organizations will man one of the dwellings out there and then they do crafts or they have a mock tv station so they interview the kids our animal shelter comes out and does um, they don't do adoptions on site but it's pretty typical that when they bring out the puppies and the kittens that when santa's village is over they're all adopted they have great success with getting in fact uh, this past year one of our assistant directors went and got in line the, la- the the day after the last day of Santa's Village because there was a puppy there that she fell in love with. And, oh. you know, she waited in line like everybody else uh-huh. and hoped that he would still be there, and he was. Now he's a member of their family. Wow. So, yeah. And so then the spring um, is really, we're all focused on wildflower from an event standpoint. That, uh, well, Cottonwood, our second version of Cottonwood, comes uh, two weeks before Wildflower, so we kick that off, and then we go right into the Wildflower Arts and Music Festival. Uh, in 2020, we'll be celebrating our 28th year. Oh, nice. And uh, if you've ever been, it's really a phenomenal festival. It's two and a half days of just great bands, national acts, local acts, singer-songwriter acts uh, that come in and fill up the Eisman. We usually do... We schedule a, uh, we'll say, a, um, I don't know if I'll say a higher end, but a very high level, usually tribute band to come in and perform. We've had a U2 tribute band. We've had Queen this past year. We had Aerosmith. We've had a band that uh, tributes the Doobie Brothers. Uh, mm. So it's really fun each year to think about who are we going to, who are we going to focus on that's kind of this iconic act to really come in and mimic uh, the the original band so that Aww. that's a lot of fun we have a number of other different things that go on we have uh, a budding talent contest for kids who love to sing and perform to come in they try out they become finalists and then they perform on one of the stages at the Eisman Center uh, and then selected for who might be the winner of the budding talent contest we also do a battle of the bands so mm-hmm. think not just high school bands it can be um, college age too but bands who who just like to get together and jam if you will and there's been some amazing talent that has come out of the battle of the bands um, one band that actually has had some success beyond wildflowers so we're really excited about that 
Uh, there's a student art contest. We also have the Al Johnson Performing Songwriter Contest. So Al Johnson was a much beloved former director of the department, and he was very much a singer song, a lover of the singer songwriter style, the Americana mm. style, and things like that. And he founded the singer songwriter contest at Wildflower. So uh, Al unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago. So to honor his memory, the contest is now named for him. And so then each year, um, singer-songwriter types, they submit their files. They get, again, they get selected and 10 are brought in uh, to uh, compete on site here at Wildflower. So, again, it has a great reputation. A lot of people excited about it and love to come in and listen to the all different styles of music that, that gets performed. And then we have outreach programs. We uh, have a program called the Caravan Program, which basically is um, we go to uh, uh, children's hospitals and to senior, uh, to nursing homes, and play games, do artwork, and bring music uh, to those groups. So that's, it's very heartwarming. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Sherwin-Williams has continued to be the sponsor of that. We're be- very thankful for their interest because I think it really adds a lot um, and speaks for the event. It's not just the event. It, mm-hmm. it reaches out into the broader community and, and does good work there. Nice. And then we also do um, a really popular program. It's called our Art Guitar auction so we um hopefully by donation sometimes we purchase uh we get all different kinds of guitars it could be electric guitars just regular six string guitars whatever and we have artists we ask them to decorate them and then we put them up for silent auction and the money goes to network of community ministries as well as the ir uh, the risd so the richardson Mm -hmm. independent school districts uh, uh fine arts program so we we split the money with them but the the creativity from these artists and the way that they decorate the guitars and they're very popular. I own one, uh, bought one a couple of my first year wildflower here. So, uh, it's really fun to go in the Eisman and just look at that creativity and then bid on a guitar. So, so there's a lot to wildflower. Uh, it takes a full year to plan it. Uh, we, we, we're always talking wildflower at some time during, during the year. So Hmm. that's, pretty much an overview I guess of of all of the different events that we have going on nice well yeah my girls I have three uh seven six and and a baby but they love Santa's village yeah Mm. we've come every year since we've lived here and they just yeah it's it's perfect for them and for that age and it is really magical so yeah and it's so magical we've had since I've been with the with the city we've had two engagements mm-hmm. uh, oh. that happen out there mm-hmm. uh, we've had engagements happen at our other at our other events too but it's kind of cool and very memorable mm-hmm. the one I, I recall i think it's the last one that we had is uh the gentleman brought his now then fiance or what was to be his fiance out because she had grown up going to santa's village and he knew that oh. so he brought her out and we arranged for him to be able to get on the stage and propose to her. And it it was, it was very cool. Oh, to be a part of that. That's nice. But yeah. And you know, you had mentioned the gymnastics center as well. And so our, one of our daughters had taken gymnastics there and, um, for, for a season. And we just, yeah, we were really impressed with the facility. In fact, we had our birthday party there afterwards too. So it's a really nice facility. So, um, you had mentioned that it's a little bit unusual for Mm -hmm. a city facility. 
It is. It, right, it's really one of only two um, municipally run mm. gymnastics programs in the area. Uh, Plano actually has one as well. Uh, they don't have a standalone center. They integrate it as part of their recreation centers. But several years ago when, you know, the residents of Richardson voted to build a gymnastics center so this program could have its own place, and it's filled up. I mean, it, it is a legitimate gymnastics center. It have, We have top-of-the-line coaches. And, you know, what I love about our gymnastics center is – they're not necessarily purposefully they're not trying to create olympians there's a place for people to go to do that they're just mm-hmm. trying to give both a recreational experience if you just want to come in and try out the sport and you and compete a little bit but it's not going to be your thing at the end of at the end of the day it's it's mm-hmm. you know just a part of what you are as a kid that's great but we certainly have a competitive side but really the competitive side focuses as much on can we help you get a scholarship in college? And we have been successful with that. Uh, They've had four scholarships awarded since 2016. Mm. Um, And the last one uh, was in 2018, and it was actually a gymnast who got a scholarship to the Air Force Academy. So while you also have to, you know, be nominated or whatever, their gymnastic skills also help them get to that point. So just real excited about the program and the quality of it. There's always a waiting list to get in. We Mm -hmm. do our best to get kids in as as soon as we can. But Mm -hmm. uh, it's really, as you know, it's really a fantastic facility. We're very fortunate to have that here in Richardson. It it is. It's really nice. And so, um, so, yeah, what are maybe some of your other favorite facilities or parks or anything else that just stands out? Um, to you or maybe your staff that um, that have become favorites or are the most popular, really any that you'd like to feature? So, well, we talked about gymnastics. Mm-hmm. I think that's, again, speaks for itself for, for its uniqueness. Um, I could talk all day long. It's like you don't have a favorite child, right? right. So that, that, that's kind of hard to do. <laughs> it is hard to decide. Uh, to sure. say what's your favorite. But I, I would <laughs> like to hit on just, a, again, some other unique things, whether it's programs or facilities that we have. And one is um, – a program that we're in the middle of right now, which is Corporate Challenge. Uh, this uh, right now, that's it's sponsored by Geico, which is a fairly newcomer to our corporate community. So we feel uh, very fortunate and thankful that they have come on as a sponsor and as a as a participant. But Corporate Challenge is a ten week kind of an Olympic style event. It was established here in Richardson in 1998. So it's been going on a few years now. It's one of only three corporate challenges in the United States. So Kansas City has one, and Las Vegas has one, and then Richardson, Texas has one. So I think that's very neat. So as I mentioned, 10 weeks of events. We do about 24 different types of events, everything from your typical uh, we do a punt, pass, and kick. Like little kids used to participate or still do participate punt, pass, and kick. Well, we do that for adults. That's about our first event that kicks off. We do a 5K race. We have about 3,000 people that participate Whoa. in a 5K race. We have a bike race. Uh, we do kickball. We do softball. So we do a lot of the traditional sports you mm-hmm. think about. But also there's a level of, um, I'll say, an athlete or a participant out there who's not athletic, uh, but they play poker. So we do a Texas Hold'em tournament. Oh, cool. uh, we do a darts uh-huh. tournament. We have billiards and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. As part of the city's fundraiser for it, we just this past weekend, so Labor Day weekend, we host what's called the Great Ride, and it's a motorcycle rally. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet at 6 
city line, uh, the city line development, and to have, you know, it could be 200, 300 motors, two, however many motorcycles it is, a lot of loud motorcycles <laughs> leaving all at once and take a route, and it's just a rally. They, they pay to be in it, and mm-hmm. uh, they love doing it, and it's a way that they can contribute uh, to the bottom line. I haven't mentioned um, even what the Corporate Challenge does, but we're raising money for Special Olympics, Texas nice. Special Olympics. Oh, wow. And I'll get into that a bit more in a minute. So, yeah, 10, 10 weeks, 24 events. This year we have 50, uh, 54 companies uh, participating, uh, which is about 12,000 athletes overall. And since uh, its inception in 1998, uh, we've raised $2.6 million for Texas Special Olympics. That's between... You know, each company has an entry fee, which really just goes to covering our bottom line for the event expenses. And then each company is asked to raise a minimum of $1,000 to contribute to Special Olympics. Well, every single company just blows that out of the water completely. Uh, that's why we've been able to raise $2.6 million. As a matter of fact, last year, Corporate Challenge raised $313,000 just in the one year that we did it. So, um when we have our opening ceremonies, we have that at the Gallatin Urban Center, so the same place where we do Wildflower. And all of the companies come out. They set up tents. It's really like a big tailgate party, if you will. But the coolest thing of the night is we do a flame, just like you do in the regular Olympics. We light a flame. And our, our local Richardson Roadrunners, which is our special, special Olympics team here in Richardson, we do a parade of athletes with them. So they parade around and come around, and then they light the flame. And it is the most magical moment. I mean, like, life just stops to watch these amazing athletes walk the entire perimeter or interior of of the opening ceremonies and watching the companies just stop and watch and pay attention and applaud. And I think it was the first year I was here or the second year it was really neat because the basketball team had won the gold medal and they had their gold medals with them. It's really, really special. And the companies just, you know, they don't bat an eye and they just far exceed the expectation of what we ask them to do for fundraising. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm just really proud of Richardson. It's a, it's an awesome, awesome event. And, um, you know, we'll, we're going to keep it going for ever, hopefully. Uh, so it's a great, it's a great time. You know, from a facility standpoint, which we haven't probably talked a lot about, I think a couple of really cool places that I don't think people have thought about in some of our newest parks. One is our City Line Park. It's a small park that's located just west of City Line. So when you turn uh, up Ruth Creek, you go up around by City Line where the new apartments are. They're not so new anymore, but the apartments are there. There's a park there that's on the creek. Uh, it's beautiful. If people would drive up there, you can park on the street and just take a very serene walk. Even though the dart line is right there and the highway is right there, you can just kind of get lost in the nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a really cool little pavilion there uh, that you can stop and rest at. And then there's a, an amazing playground that mm-hmm. really services the apartment, so it's well-placed. Uh, but it's a very cool, very fun playground. And, and uh, you know, it's a city park, so we encourage people, just because you don't live right there at City Line, go explore it because it. I think kids would love that playground. It's a very different, pretty unique playground from what we might have uh, elsewhere in the community. And then just on the other side, so just east of that in the city line, de- uh, in the city line development is uh, Fox Creek Park, another 
very much you can kind of get into nature there. There is, you know, again, a playground, a pavilion, very walkable, uh, not a lot of development around it yet. Um, so it's just a really neat place to get out. Plenty of space to go through a football if you want to, kick a ball around, uh, whatever. So it's it's those two are kind of two of my favorite mm-hmm. parks. We have another neighborhood park that um, is in southwest Richardson uh, called Durham Park. And the cool thing about that park is actually this was an underserved neighborhood. And so the city recognized that there was green space needed, place for for the community to gather over there. So there were uh, homes, some homes that were purchased and knocked down in order to build this park but in a way to pay homage to those homes they use the bricks from each of those individual homes um, for the um, ba- uh, post if you will for the pavilion so when you go out there and there's mm. um, uh, interpretive signage that kind of talks about that so each each pillar is a different style of brick but they were taken from those homes and I just think the intention by which that they designed that park and pulled those neighborhood elements out and really makes that neighborhood stay connected. And it's a very popular park. It's it's a walk-up park that you won't find a parking lot there or anything like that. So the mm-hmm. idea is walk to the park, which, by the way, mm-hmm. an interesting fact is with maybe one or two exceptions right along the highway and probably over in um, our innovation district a newly formed innovation district a lot of industrial warehouse type buildings over there uh, most pretty much every neighborhood within the city of richardson can get to a park within a 10 minute walk oh, depending on how yes. fast you walk of right. course <laughs> so very you know our our, our founding um directors way back in the day when they were master planning the city really did a great job of thinking about where those population centers might be and where parks might need to go so they really have, have oh. done a done a great job i love that that. yeah that just about everybody can get to one within 10 minutes i love it yeah Yeah. so those are really you know again you you can't um, choose your favorite child but those are i think some (laughs) of the really cool spots in richardson Mm -hmm. that maybe people don't know about or haven't gotten out too much i really encourage them Mm -hmm. to go check out you know one of the things that stands out to you in in the conversation is that there really seems to be something here for just about anybody whether you really love these music events or art art events or if you want to get back to nature if you play a sport if you have a dog you know all these different um facilities and places and events they really touch on such a wide diversity of people that there's just about something for everybody and I think that's so interesting given our city being so diverse too that it really yeah it seems like y'all have done a great job kind of spreading out um, with just a variety of offerings well I will give all the credit uh, you know again to when when the department first developed 60 years ago now and and there haven't been a lot of directors uh, for the department. I think I'm actually the fourth, the first mm. first female. Um, so I feel grateful and blessed that the city allowed me to, to come and be a part of this team. Um, but, yeah, I think they did a very a very fantastic job, very purposeful job in thinking ahead. There are a lot of traditional elements in our parks. We have a very mature park system. Um, uh, and we're also, the fact we have a very mature park system means we have a lot of beautiful trees and very, I mean, our shade, our tree canopy here is just, um, is, is 
to be the envy of, you know, these new growth cities. They'll get there someday, mm-hmm. but it takes a while, and, and ours are just outstanding. But to your point about, you know, the diversity of our community and everything being here, you know, the, the one thing that's important to me um, and can be the most frustrating thing is you can't, you know, there are a lot of, we still have a lot of needs, and uh, it can be tough when you, you just can't meet all of the needs as badly as you want to. And I'm, I'm much a person who, if you tell me you need something, I want to try to make it happen. But sometimes you just can't. Uh, the resources may not be there. We may not have the space. Uh, we have new different types of emerging sports coming in all the time, and our system's not built around those sports. So we're trying to creatively figure out how can we offer something but not take something away at the mm-hmm. same time. And it's a it's a jigsaw puzzle at, at best. But probably one of probably the thing that I maybe at the end of my career that I'll I'll be the most proud of, um, and I don't take the credit for it, but just that it happened while I was here, is. Um, we were um, through the bond program, the last bond election, 2015, we had a nice little chunk of money to replace playgrounds in mm-hmm. the city. And so we have a list of what's the next ones up. And one of our program, uh, playgrounds that definitely needed to be replaced, it was the old, old style, whatever was at Cottonwood Park. And so we knew that that was coming up, you know, whatever, however many years into the future it was going to be. And lo and behold, uh, the Richardson East Rotary Club came to us and said, you know, we want to do a signature project. We want to do something that is impactful, is powerful, is meaningful to the community, and something that we can be involved with into the future, so not something that it just, it happens and then everybody goes away. And so together we started talking about ideas, and we one thing that we lacked here in Richardson was an inclusive playground. And so we vetted that idea together, and we were very upfront. You know, they're not inexpensive facilities to build, but, you know, the, the return on the investment is you can't, you know, it's infinite. You can't even count uh, what, it, what it would mean to the community. So after a lot of discussion uh, and uh, support, talking with it with our city management team, our city council, and them, all of them giving their full-on support, we launched into this partnership project uh, with the Richardson East Rotary Club, and we, we called the campaign Make It Happen, basically. let's We knew this community as a can-do community. I can't think of too many things that they haven't been able to accomplish when they set their mind to it. So we set out um, to raise, we had $200,000 of bond money to put towards a new playground, so we asked them to help fundraise 250000 get us to about a little about close to 500,000 450,000 we felt like we could do a nice playground and then it just morphed from that you know we formed a committee we had a parent who has a child who uses a wheelchair who just out of the blue when we were even just talking with Rotary Club we had not even laid out anything hadn't signed an agreement on it or anything like that just called me out of the blue one day this was one of my favorite stories called me out and said, you know, I'm I'm who I am, I'm so-and-so, and, uh, you know, I have to take my child outside of Richardson to play. He uses a wheelchair. We need uh, an all-abilities playground here, an inclusive playground. How do we get that done? And I always say that was just that, was that aha moment, and I, I've told uh, our Rotary partners, I was like, that's when I knew we were on the right track, when we were ahead of that game. And I was able to tell her 
Well, stand by. There'll be more to come. There's something in the works. Can't tell you now. Don't have the details worked out. So lo and behold, she joined our committee. We had a therapist that came on board with us. And as we talked through just possibilities with this playground just began to unfold. Well, you know, we always wanted to have a fully poured in place because that's what a wheelchair or a kid with a walk or whatever, that just helps them get around the wood chips that you find in playgrounds are difficult for them to navigate. So we wanted to go a full-on port-in-place surface, but we knew that was going to be more expensive. And if we fell short, there was other ways we could do it and do paths, you know. But everybody was committed, let's do this full-on uh, full on port-in-place surfacing. So we're like, okay, we're going to try to be committed to that and see what happens. Well, we had written a, a letter of request to a, a local trust, the BBO and Trust, for would you be willing to commit dollars to this project and next thing we know a check arrived in the mail for a hundred thousand dollars and then it just went from there like people then saw that as the shot in the arm they thought this can happen now we've seen that when we put that with money that had been raised and after that it just became seamless almost my rotary part our rotary partners would probably say yeah it wasn't that seamless (laughs) but uh but it did it just took off and then um uh, you may or may not know, then uh, the Eisman family, Charles and Ann Eisman, uh, became aware of this project with uh, Mr. Eisman being a member of uh, another Rotary Club in town. He and uh, his wife, Ann, threw their support behind it and uh, contributed enough to have the naming rights to the playground, but then gave us a challenge of we'd like to see a restroom be built closer to the playground. There is one there, but it's about 100 yards away. We took on that challenge, so ended up our Rotary Club went from trying to raise $250,000 to we basically built a million-dollar playground mm-hmm. uh, with their efforts and with the monies that the city had put in and committed to match uh, Mr. Eisman's challenge on the restroom. So we did the ribbon cutting on that in April, and it was another really magical moment for the city, and it has been beyond successful. That playground has stayed covered up. Uh, even, I think, during the heat of the summer, it mm-hmm. has stayed busy. So uh, it's just, you know, you talk about wanting to make an impact in the city, mm-hmm. that has made an impact and has added to the great diversity of our community and how we really do try to pay attention to what the needs are and meet those needs every chance we can. So That's fantastic. Oh, I love that. My last question is, what is your favorite Richardson business or local business, local area, anything about, you know, any any other person you want to give a shout out to? Oh, wow. Um, you know, I have not eaten in a bad restaurant. They have all been fantastic. I do try to hit the... Uh, uh, you know, the non-chain ones sometimes just because I want to kind of get that real uh, real local flavor. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to be hard-pressed to say any one thing, but I'll tell you the thing that really, really, really does stand out for me about being a part of the, the Richardson community here professionally is the people. I have met in the community some of the most amazing people that I could have never imagined Meeting, And I mean, I've met great people my entire life, but there's just something about, um, I think, the people who have chosen to live in Richardson have invested in this community for years and years and years. And, you know, this, I'll call it the Richardson pride, just that whole uh, feeling of how proud everybody is of the community. And it makes it much easier to serve the community when you know everybody 
just about everybody you've come across has that deep sense of pride. And, um, you know, I'm not from Richardson originally, um, but when I get to come to work every day and encounter that, that's probably what makes my days, uh, it's what makes me feel the best about, about being here. So I think it's just the people. Uh, not only the people in the community, but I work with an amazing team, not only within my department and, and the, the work ethic of some of these folks in our department is beyond comparison. They just have an amazing work ethic. But also my, my coworkers within the city, other department heads, the collegial feeling that we have here. I, mean, I can go to any department head in the city and ask for help, and they'll help. Mm. without blinking an eye and uh, I hope they feel the same way about me too uh but it's uh so yeah uh, so yeah to to pick out one thing but just I think it's just the people and the sense of pride here has really been my favorite the favorite part of my experience here in Richardson thus far so oh that's wonderful is there anything else you'd like to add or cover that I didn't ask you about well I think we were pretty comprehensive <laughs> maybe hopefully anybody who might choose to listen to this at least has a little bit better understanding of you know what we do I it's a it's a hard question when people say well, what do you do every day and it's like I think you just have to come watch you have to yeah. come observe you have to sit and maybe park yourself in the corner of my office and listen in on phone calls go to a lot of meetings but you know that's what it takes to keep a city running and all of that but uh it's just been a great experience here so far so i look forward to the future the parks and recreation department does a lot for the city of richardson What's your favorite park, activity, or event here? We'd love to hear your stories, too. Connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, or at thisisrichardson.com. I'm Tiffany Norris. Thanks for listening.